Stockport County live back here on a Thursday evening, fellas. Matty Mainware and Liam Dickinson. Oh, I forgot to check what was under your hat. Shot, go on. Can we have I a quick look? now, mate. Sorry, pal. Oh. Snooze, you lose, pal. I did snooze. I did snooze. How are we? Are we okay? Really well, mate. Really well, yeah. All That's good, my friend. friend. Terrible trio back at it. This, mate. We go again. This is, this is what we go are again. Thursday night club. <laughs> well, you're on tonight, Dicko. I know you've got a drink there with you. Just Budweiser tonight, mate. Safe bet. Can't go wrong with a Budweiser. I nearly brought a couple of beers on myself, but thought I might get in a bit of trouble. It's supposed to be my New Year's resolution. That's start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you still got 11 months, mate. You find it. Yeah, yeah. Here, now listen, we've, we've not had any Romelo Lukaku, Zlatan Ibrahimovic arguments to go over tonight, but we have had a busy week at County. We've had a new signing announced today. Liam Hogan's had his, his red card overturned today. And we had an interview with the new manager earlier today. So it's actually all gone off today. I say this week. It's just today. It's it's, it's never a dull moment at County. Busy, busy day. Busy, busy, mate. Oh, by the way, who has Liam paid to get out of that? You're going to have to give us some more information than that. With the, no, the, 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 the red. Oh, that, Liam you know. yeah, Mate, yeah, Liam you know Hogan. what? Do you know what? We'll speak about it in a moment. But I think it's the right decision. You know, you know what? Going back and looking at it over and over again, you know, like you say, we're referees. We might we hammer referees, but they get that split second decision. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you get you get minimal help off your liners or whatever. So Dicko, you can't stick up for the ref here. This is I've I've I thought you got it wrong. No, I know, but I you got it wrong. They're only human. It's not their fault, they're only human. Yeah, VAR. There's no VAR, yeah. is it? Well, listen, before well, we go... Unless he pulls his phone out of his pocket and goes, let me just one minute. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not a red, that yellow. Yeah. Before before we go down that route, we have had a new signing today. Uh, Will Collar has joined from Hamilton Academical. And, um, the, I mean, the Brighton connection we'll go over in a moment. It's, mm-hmm. But I assume that's where he's got to know the manager from, Simon yep. Rust. Um, we, we couldn't get hold of Will tonight, so obviously it's quite short notice. So instead... We got the possibly the biggest club legend I could think of involved for Stockport County Live tonight. Couldn't think of anyone bigger than this guy. Richard London. I'm going to bring in John Kieran. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah, mate. London, the way we've got I'm five foot six. How can I be the biggest, biggest anything? <laughs> Here he is. How are we, boys? Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Oh, it's, it's, it's like the old days. Look is at this. Who's that? Is that, John John. is that John Kieran or a boiled egg? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to say, I've seen this show before, so just Good to say, lad. cheers. I'll sort I'm myself out here. Cheers, not to miss out. Cheers, Dicko. I've seen this one before. <laughs> yeah, he used to do that when I was playing there as well. <laughs> yeah. He was, John was the bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my career went like that. I, I, I think I cost you some moves, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Anyway, cheers. It's lovely to see you. You too, mate. You too. Great to see you. Welcome. Hello. Been a while. John, you, you, you heard us talking a moment ago. Let's just jump straight into it. Uh, Liam Hogan's red card overturn. Now, it's quite interesting, this dynamic, because the way that we're working at the moment, you're over on one side of the ground, I'm over on the other. And when we when we first spoke, the first words we spoke to you about after the game, you said it's a straight red, I said it's not. And then... We, I saw your angle, and I thought, yeah, it is a straight red. <clears throat> and it turns out it wasn't. 
Well, I mean, I, I had the view that everybody watching on the TV had, which was um, not very helpful. Unfortunately, I also had the view the referee had, so um, that's why he's given it. From where he's standing, it's it's a blatant foul. It's only afterwards you see. I mean, we're fortunate now that we've got um, a match analyst who the video every single game. They've got about four cameras on that side of the ground. And when you watch it from the opposite side, it's blatantly obvious. And of course, the biggest clue of all was when their manager said, "No, it's never a red." <laughs> well, he gets away with it like that. But uh, it was it was crazy. Do you know? I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name and shame, but I, I put it out on Twitter uh, on the night because from where we were sitting, it was quite obviously not not a red card. I didn't even I didn't even think there would be any backlash. I, I, and uh, so I tweeted out. I said Hogan rightly so is, is furious, and I'm getting replies saying what basically what game are you watching? And uh, and it's it's. When you when you look at that angle, you just said it there, Dico. It looks really, really bad. Yeah, it's deceiving, isn't it? It is. It I is. Well, I think as well, though, Dico. Beyond that, isn't it? I mean, having made that challenge, okay, you, you can you can have an opinion about whether he should have shown him down the line or tried to just keep him away from the goal or whatever. But it's a genuine attempt to play the ball. And my cool. understanding of cool. is, even if he didn't get the ball, it was a genuine attempt to play it. So it should only have been a yellow. He's even not tried to hurt the player. He's not tried to smash him. He's not tried to get sent off. He's tried to go for the ball. So it's not. It is a genuine attempt to go for the ball. But it's, it's, like I say, even even if you you know you look at it, you look at plenty of games and you know they are genuine attempts to go for the ball. But if they go over the ball and it's a, it's, it's it's deemed as a if the referee deems it as a reckless challenge, a dangerous reckless challenge. Then, then obviously it's a red card, but I feel I feel like it's been you know it's it's the right decision looking back at it, you know having it overturned and you know rightly so with with Hogan, we we he's he's got a different angle than everyone, you know he's there in front of it he knows sometimes it's it's frustrating when you put a tackle in and you know you've took the ball you know you've 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 you've, you've made contact with the ball before the man, and the ref blows up for a foul or a red card a yellow card and you know and. Doesn't matter what you say to him. Doesn't matter how much you argue. He's made in his head. That's that's a red card. So it's lucky that we have got the the analysis to to look back on. And you know that's you know he's a big he's a big big player for counting. He's he's going to be needed if we're going to be um you know if we're going to be reaching reaching the playoff places and and, and beyond. How do you lads take it when when you're on the pitch? Because I'm guessing you've both been there. Where in your head and maybe even a couple of teammates have seen you. You've won the ball. Maybe you didn't get sent off for it, but you've you've given away a free kick, a penalty. You've got a booking, whatever. You've won the ball, and you know you've won it, but the ref's not having it. I mean, how how do you how do you react knowing that, like you say, he's not going to change his mind? It's it's you, you sound you, you look and sound like a a spoiled brat when you're on the pitch because you, you can't understand why the ref has got it wrong. You've got it wrong. I got the ball. You're wrong. But you know he's never going to change his mind. But you carry on moaning and moaning. I feel like as as you get a bit older throughout your career, you kind of mature a bit and learn to accept it. You have a little moan, but then you get on with it, and that's it's gone now. Whereas when when I was younger, it was like I'd be in the refs here for 20, ten minutes after it. It was a foul. It was a foul. It was a foul. And it's like shut up and get on with the game. <laughs> I never made tackles, Chris, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can count on this hand how many I made in seven years. Um, no, I agree. Didn't, with, didn't I you agree tackle with... a wall? Didn't you tackle a wall at Staley Bridge? <laughs> yeah, you put that there. You put that there. 
Um, I, I agree with Liam. I think you get a bit older and you realise where's this getting you. You know, this moaning, arguing. You're only really going to get booked. And if you're on a booking already and you're carrying on, you're getting sent off. Um, and we takes us back to, to gym, really. Never liked anyone going to ground or anything like that, particularly around the box. So I think there's, there's ways around it. I think if you stand somebody up, there, there is a time to go to ground. There is a time to show that commitment. And there is a time to, you know, get in and win that 50-50. But like Liam says, as long as you take the ball with the man and it's not a, a too high and it's not reckless, it's a fair attempt at the very least, you know. Sometimes not a fair challenge, but a fair attempt. And I think that's got to play a part in red, yellow or yeah. warning. Do you know what's crazy? I mean, it was a big game, right? Let's let's not get around it. You know, we were talking before the game about us and Sutton. I think I was right. I think I wrote in my programme notes they were tighter than two licks of paint in the league. You know, same same points, virtually the same goal difference. So it was a big game. One one of us went closer to Torquay. But because of Corona and, and the whole season being moved around and, and messed about and stuff, we're not at the stage where we're usually at in mid-February. We've still got so many games to play. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yes, Torquay have got a lead on us, but there is so much time to go. I feel like we had a, a fantastic opportunity to, to catch up, obviously, with the result of Alti. Um, yeah. you know, it yeah, would have been, been amazing to you know to 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 get the three points and, and creep that tiny bit closer and put the pressure on Torquay then. Um but it is what it is. He, he, the game's gone. Um and the, the lads will be looking towards the next game. They'll be disappointed and you know uh, frustrated with with um with the result, but you know, like I say, it's gone now. They go again, and and the goals, the goal hasn't changed. So you string you string three wins together. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about you. And you the, the places, depending on how tight it is, the, the places you can jump, you know, huge astronomical. You can jump six, seven, eight places with three wins if people around you don't do what they're supposed to do. So it is. It's not the end of the world. It would be nice to pick up six, you know, six points out of the last two games. But we, we move forward. I think you're right, Chris. You look at, you know, what we played now, 18 games. You look at the calendar and you see you're in February and you think, crikey, we're over halfway. In actual fact, we're nowhere near halfway. So, um, yeah, a long, long way to go. Torquay have still got to come to us as well. So, um, I think that, I mean, that game's going to be massive. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Chorley, the, yeah. the season where, the, the season we, we, we won the league, we, we were top for five minutes of that season. Yeah. You know, we were there all the way through. Um Oh yeah, it, it brings us it brings us round. We can we can put the Sutton game to bed. I want to stay on this theme of of refs though, because it was so weird. I, I spoke to you on the phone, didn't we, John? Probably quite late on um, on Monday night because uh, I just I come home and I watched match of the day, and there was two massive red card incidents: the Bednarek one against Man United, and the the David Luiz one against um, so who did they play anyway? Hull. I don't know, I can't remember. Um, anyway. What, two, it was uh, against Wolves, was it? Wolves, Wolves, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, I've gone across it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this with referees, Dicko, you've you've swung like this in this one tonight. You want to have a go at the ref, but at the same time, they're only human. It's yeah. happening at every level. So I'm going to put this question to you, all three, to the room. If you could bring VAR into our level, would you do it? Um, to us, it depends how how the, the full lot of VR, VR or are we we just we're looking at goals because as it any, is in the prem, as it is no no I'd rather be frustrated 
rather be frustrated than stop and start and stop and start. It's ruined the game. I'd rather be frustrated. It's it's a man's game or a woman's game. It's a human's game. Let the referees are only human. If he's going to make mistakes, players make mistakes, coaches and managers make mistakes. So I feel like I'd rather have that than the way VAR is because I feel like it's just ruined the game. John, Matt? Well, I mean, for me, I, I agree with Dicko to an extent. I think um, I'd like to see some element of, of, of video assistance. And that's what it's supposed to be, a video assistant. It's not supposed yeah. to be devising a whole new rule book for the game. Yeah. That's the bit I don't understand. And why we have to go to wherever, it's Stockley Heath or something. I don't understand why we have to do that. I, I think when you come down to drawing those lines for the offsides, I just think it's stupid. Somebody's knee or toe or elbow is, you know, I think we can get rid of that. That's of no use whatsoever. But as Dicko rightly says, I think when it comes down to judgments of, is it a goal or is it not a goal? And is it, is it clear as daylight that, you know, there is an infringement? I think it's really helpful. But why, why the referees can't just look at the screens a bit more often? Because they're the ones, I mean, the guy the other night, I'm sure, if he's got any doubt in his mind about the Hoag's challenge, he might then think, well, do you know what? I'm going to go and have a look um, at the monitor and I might change my mind. And I think he would have done. I feel like if they've got the monitor there, though, the players have got in their ear constantly, have a look. You see it on, you see it on in, the, in the Premier League and someone will score and they're like that. The players are like, have a look, have a look, have a look. It's like, well, when it's putting doubt in the in the, in, in the referee's mind and then it's, it probably feels like, you know what? I better go and check now. And it's just slowing the game down. But on, on that side of it, why, why do we have liners in the Premier League now? What's the point of a liner? Because well, I, hate this, I hate this thing where they don't put the flag up for about half an hour. But for me, now, if you're doing this with the VAR and it's checking the offsides, it's checking balls going out of play, why, why do you need a liner? I, I mean, I, I've never thought of it like that. I mean, for, for speed, you would think you need a liner if the ball goes out for throw or whatever, but it's a good point. A, I've not thought about that, but... And as well, to get rid of what, what you were saying there, Dicko, about them being in the ref's ear constantly, maybe you, you give yourself, you're allowed one challenge, or, you know, a bit like in tennis, you're allowed a yeah. certain number of challenges. Have one challenge a game where you say to the ref, you've got to go and have a look at that. And then if you, you know, if it's overturned, it's overturned. If, you, if your challenge fails, then more fill you for challenging it. So. Bring it back to basics, back to old school. Oh, you know, tackle anywhere below the knee. <laughs> <laughs> below, below the chest yeah. 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 I, I agree with Liam and John there what you've both been saying I think I think it's good and I think it's for things like diving where it was getting a bit ridiculous mm. but you're taking the excitement out of the game it's, it's going like cricket in, in the sense that you're stopping every two seconds to see what the umpire's saying uh, yeah. to see, to see, to see, you know you're making my, my, my fear with it in the long run is I'm not saying this is happening but Referees getting lazy because they've got that safety net of VAR, yeah. you know, in, in the long run. Um, it's not happening at the moment, but it could happen. If you know you've got a safety net and you're going to be bailed out by a decision like that, by a five-minute wait while we all deliberate what's going to happen, are they going to keep up the play? Are they going to be as on the ball as they should be? It's a tricky one. I'd probably say no as well. I'd probably say we've got That's, that's I think. why I think it has to be them that review their own decisions because you're absolutely right what you say there, Matty. I think... When they know it's somebody, it's almost taking the pressure off them because they can turn around to the players and go, stop it, you know, as if like, oh, I don't have to make a decision here. Somebody else is doing it for me. And I think it does have that effect of making them subconsciously lazy, not not physically and not mentally. Subconsciously, exactly. Yeah, it does. Um, 
And, and funny enough, I've I've noticed just this season because we're now doing video commentary as opposed to radio. I think I'm subconsciously becoming lazy because I think to myself, if I get it wrong, there's a video there. I can I can correct myself in in, in 13 seconds anyway when the delay kicks in. And honestly, <laughs> you don't mean to think like that, no. but you do because you've got that safety net, as you rightly yeah. say. And it's um, it's it's not always that helpful. You need you need to be to be on your toes from the first minute to the last. I mean, to, to one thing I would say about it. Sorry, one one thing I would say about it. I feel like it it slows the game down, but it has. It has actually speeded up a little bit. From you remember the first game it was involved? Was it was it a, a cup game, FA Cup or something like that, or a, was it an England game or something? The first time they brought VAR in, and it was like, I think the game lasted about 125 minutes because <laughs> we just yeah. stopping and starting and stopping and starting. And like, no, no one's that fit. It has yeah, it has progressed a bit, you know, in in, in in like the speed, but it still slows the game down a hell of a lot. And, and it just like like Mike was saying, it just takes the excitement out of the game. Players can't celebrate. Yeah, score. How daft oh, do you look when you score? Horrible when that happens. How how yeah, daft do you look when you score? You wait for three minutes. They say it's a goal. Then you run off and slide on your knees. <laughs> it was quite funny <laughs> though. When, it, it was quite funny when it happened to City in the Champions League. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, I was in the was it was that against Spurs? Spurs, yeah. Every oh, I, was, I, was, I was in the casino <laughs> playing poker that night, and uh, there was in, in in the middle of Salford, and it was all reds apart from one one City fan, and he was on his chair jumping up and down, got disallowed, mate. Everyone was just throwing cups at him. <laughs> <laughs> and and you had and you had pocket aces, did you? Woke up with pocket aces, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's a no from VAR. No, the VAR. Um, okay, no. well, I want to talk about this new signing, um, at County. Let, let's let's kind of bring circular background, County. And again, I'm, I'm not going to focus too much on the lad in particular. I'll be honest, I don't I don't know a great deal about him. However, what we've said before in commentary, John, and what's what's quite a a common kind of cliche, if you like, in football is you can sort of see where a manager's going by the first signing he makes because mm. he comes into it, he comes into a side and, you know, sometimes it's more obvious than not if you need a goal scorer or, or whatnot. But he's coming and if I'm not mistaken, we've, we've signed a defensive midfielder here and that, to me, at first I was thinking, well, we already have a few of those. Yeah. It's obvious that he's got his own ideas and he, he's going to, you know, he spoke about playing through the middle of the park and being able to push balls out left and right and, really kind of play through the midfield, if you like. That makes me think that, okay, he's a defensive midfielder by trade. We might have a bit of a ball player on our hands. I think so. And, uh, you know, Simon's obviously worked with him for a long time. So I think he was in the, the under, well, through the academy. I think he was at Brighton for about 12 yeah. years. Um, but I mean, from the lad's perspective, I mean, you guys will know better than me, but I, I think swapping a relegation battle in the SPL for a promotion fight anywhere in England is has got to be a good move. And yeah. you know, you look at somebody like Hamilton, I mean they got wellied by Rangers, didn't they, at the end of last year? I think it was seven or eight nil at the end of end of end of uh, twenty twenty. So I think for him it makes perfect sense. I think for Simon it makes sense as well because at the minute he's obviously relying on on Lois Maynard alongside Ryan Crowsdale. Quite different types of players. I like to see Ryan a little bit further forward if I'm honest. I think that's where he's he's better used. Um 
But you can't expect, look at this intensity of fixtures now. I think we've got seven games in February, the shortest month of the year, and we've got seven games in February alone. So um, we need bodies. And, and at the minute, he obviously feels he wants to leave Jordan Keane at centre-half, which makes perfect sense. That leaves him with only two um, defensive-minded midfield players, if you like. So I, I don't think we have got a glut of, of bodies in there, but I think I think it makes sense to strengthen that area. And, um, and, and obviously... They say, don't they, sign what you know. And Jim, I mean, Matty, you back me up on it. Jim was always signing players he'd either worked with before at other clubs that he knew very, very well. It was it was very rare that he'd take a gamble on a player that he just didn't know much about or take advice from a scout, perhaps, for, or, you know, pluck yeah. somebody from, from down south. It would very rarely happen. It's always somebody he knew very, very well. And I think Simon um, Rusk hasn't taken a risk. I think, uh, I think Jim's... Jim's uh, signed Scott Duxbury as his first signing three times, <laughs> counting the second time he was here, then Northwich, and then again. He couldn't yeah. believe it the first two times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but you, you, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, but it's, I think it's about trusting, and obviously the gaffer trusts this, this, this new kid, and um, you know he's worked on him for a long time. He knows what he's about. He knows what he'll bring to the team. So I think it's a positive, uh, a positive move. Um, both the player and the club. Um, obviously, like you say, managers, new managers will come in, and we had this conversation last week with um, with, with Ryan, um, and the fact that obviously when I first signed for County, um, Chris Turner signed me, and then obviously Gannon came in, and it's like you know where do I stand now? A lot, a lot of players will be thinking that where do we stand now? You've gone from playing regular football, he's going to have a different style of football. Am I going to fit into that that style of football? Um, and I feel like it'll make you work harder and you know fight. You know, like like we were saying last week. Sometimes you get a bit you get a bit lazy. And you need that little kick up the ass to think. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not safe. Maybe my place isn't safe. And you, you hopefully get that extra 10, 15, 20 percent out of the players. But it's inevitable that he is going to bring new new players in. Every manager does that. Um, and players that he trusts um, that will take him further and take the club further. And hopefully the, the, the majority of the players that are there will be part of that. The good thing about signing a player that you know when you're a new manager, not just for what they do on the pitch, but it would help you in the dressing room, I assume, as well, and, and training, because you're not speaking to, to 15, 20 strangers anymore. All right, not strangers. You're starting to get to know them. But yeah. you know what I mean? When you've got someone that you've worked with for, like John says, so many years, it kind of it's, I, <clears throat> I imagine it's easier to get your message across. Yeah, I, I I don't know any, I don't know anything about this new player, but what I do know, I fully expect some really good performances early on. Because if you look at the, if you consider the mentality of somebody who's been signed by a manager that's just moved to a club, the manager's moved there as the stranger. So he's, we've got a squad that all know each other. New guys come in, everybody's going to going to be scrapping for places. This player's wanted. He's wanted by that manager. So this player's coming in. You know, he's not he's not inherited that player. He's brought him in on purpose. So, fully expect a confident player there ready to show what he can do. I think that, yeah, that can exactly. only be good for us. Good way of looking at it. It's, um, it is good. Is, do you think he'll go straight into the team, John? Sorry, say again. Do you think he'll go straight into the team? I, I think for all the reasons Matty's just said, yes. Um, I'm pretty sure he will because I think you see the other night, there is an element of fatigue slipping in now a lot of these away trips particularly you know hours and hours on the coach traveling to Woking or wherever and, and I, I, I was expecting us to be quite fresh on on Tuesday night and we just weren't you know we, we looked flat we looked lethargic we looked tired um and I think I think some of them are mentally tired as well because everything that's gone on 
does take it out in again that the, the, well i mean as players it's bad enough we have it as well as press chris you know we're you know you we've had five years it's jim you know we know where we are we know what happens we know how everything works and a new manager comes in, it's like oh blimey okay i've got to change our way a little bit is, is he gonna is he gonna be awkward is it gonna be difficult with us so you know mentally for us it's taxing so as a player it must be even worse so i think um i think that showed on tuesday what we did look just a little bit lethargic so um yeah fresh legs new faces around the training ground it, it peps everybody up a little bit and and as dicko says nobody's nobody should be guaranteed the shirt just on the reputation of what they've done so far and and i think that competition can only be healthy and let's be honest at the minute we've got no injuries but that, that <coughs> like i'm tired right now sorry chris <laughs> uh, like i said john there seven games in feb shortest month of the year you know, it goes back to the, the, the Liam Hogan overturn. We're going to need him. We're going to need new lads. We're going to need fresh fresh, um, fresh mindsets and fresh play because I think, personally, the, the playoff position can be won or lost in those seven games. You know, back-to-back, you, you go on a bit of a rut of being tired and not, and not quite making the grade three or four times over. You, you, might, you might say bye-bye to it. If you do the opposite, you pick up, let's say, four wins, two draws, or five wins, one draw. One, you know, you're right in the mix then. Dead important time. I also think, you know, I mean, I don't know the kid. I, I'm a kid, he's 24, isn't he? But I, I don't know him at all as a player. But I do, I, I look at somebody who's been playing at Brighton. It's all very nice, you know, under 23s, make your little break into the first team. Fantastic, you know, play a game or two for them. And then they don't really want you. Take some strength of character to think, all right, I'll go and play for Hamilton. I mean, yeah. flipping heck, that's, you know, you've got to. You got something about you, and I bet there was other clubs in for him. But he's thought, no, do you know what? I'm going to go up there and I'll test myself against Rangers and Celtic and Aberdeen. I'm going to go yeah. up there where I go and, and play at the highest level in Scotland, rather than come straight into non-league. Now he's ended up in non-league, but I don't, you know, with our ambition, I don't think we're going to be here for long. I feel like, to be honest, I feel like he will. He will start. Um, you know, obviously listening to the interview Chris did with a gaffer. Um, he used the word pro- project quite a few times. Um, and I feel like that's a difference in management. Obviously, the difference between Jim and, and Simon. I feel like, obviously, Jim's a, a part of the club. Jim's heart's in the club. This is a challenge for the gaffer, for the new gaffer. Um, you know, he didn't have to take his role. He probably had other options. And he's seen something in this. Um, and he's, he's labelled it as a project. But... Just by labelling his project doesn't mean that he doesn't want to succeed. This is this is his reputation, and he's not going to bring a player to this club who is who he believes won't succeed. You know what I mean? He, he I don't I feel like the way he's come across, he doesn't he doesn't mind ruffling, ruffling some feathers. He's got he's got a plan. He's got a um, a game plan, and he'll stick to that. And I feel like that's that's a massive positive. He, a lot of managers get swayed with all oh, about the fans and. No, if you got if you got a player, you want to play that at club. You you bring him in, and you play him, and you you trust in in your decisions. And I feel like that's the way he's going to go. And I feel like that's a, that's a massive positive. Yeah. Manager's first one out the door, so he'd be very serious about it. If things don't go well, he's, the, he's always the first one out the door, rightly or wrongly. So he'd be very serious about what he's doing. I remember, um, I remember when when um, I was at Brighton, and Jim brought me. To, uh, I couldn't get a game in in fucking League One at Brighton. And Jim got the uh, Peterborough job and took me, obviously, took me on loan in the championship. So I started first game, was playing um, Ipswich. Roy Keane was the manager. 
So I was buzzing, mate, because Roy Keane, absolute hero. <clears throat> so I've got to the game. I think I've, I've, I've just signed on Thursday, train Thursday, train Friday, started on Saturday. And it was me and um, Mikhail Smith, yeah. absolute club legend. Me and Mikhail Smith started up front. It just weren't working, mate. It wasn't, wasn't, it was, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't working. Uh, they went 1 0 up. After 20 minutes, balls come up. <laughs> Mikhail Smith off. The fans were booing him. Get me on. The fans were booing him. What, what are you doing? You know, you're not got a clue. Took Mikhail Smith off, brought Ruben Reed on. We beat him 3 1. I scored, Ruben scored. And then it was like, wow, you know what? Genius. He <laughs> 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 just takes that. that that balls and that yeah yeah stick into your game plan if you've got a game plan don't be swayed into it and that's that's the kind of you know from the, from from what i've seen briefly of 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 uh, the new gaffer that's kind of how, what he seems about he's he's played he's not a he's played the game which helps he knows he knows the game so i feel like he's i feel like he's he's, he's going to set the club forward which is you know obviously it's disappointing to lose jim but if the club's going to go forward you know i'll back i'll back any manager I think Ruben will be playing at Ashley Park on Saturday, won't he, Ruben? What's that? Ruben Reed will be playing up front for uh, Yeovil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dicko, how hard is it not to um, not to rub it into your own fans? Because when you're Peterborough, I'm talking Peterborough here, not not Scotport, they're giving you all this grief because Craig's gone off and you've stayed on. Yeah, you've just gone and done that. Was there not a little bit of you that wanted to, to know, not say two fingers? I just bagged a free kick and did the knee slide, mate. That's all. <laughs> it's the best thing you can do, isn't it? The best thing you can do. All, all you can do is all you can do is score and do a knee, knee slide. Let the side foot of death do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it was though. You know, after that game, they were, they were stone cold bottom of, bottom of the league, bottom of the championship. But they were playing entertaining football, and you know, obviously, you know how Jim plays. You know, he, he, he plays football. He don't lump it. He plays. You know, he wants to get players on the ball in the right areas, and we were doing that, and we were putting on good performances. Obviously, getting beat quite a lot, but the fans were enjoying it, and the fans were, were backing him. And as, as soon as you got the fans backing, mate, you know, it's, it helps. It helps immensely. I spoke to Barry Fry um, only a few years ago, and he said he was desperate to keep him. He really wanted him to stay, but. Just, I haven't worked out personally for Jim, had it? It wasn't wasn't right. For Mate, him. honestly, he would pull me every day. You know what he's like? He's a proper rummer, isn't he? It's like, fucking hell, Dicko. You're going to sign for us or what? Brighton don't fucking want you. I was like, cheers, mate. Sorry, pal. I didn't know he was from Wales. Hey. <laughs> Jim's never sounded like that when I spoke to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's great, Barry Fry, though, wasn't he? Oh, he is, he is. He's a proper, he's a proper Del Boy, though, isn't he? Before we go any further, Dicko, have you got some balloons behind you? Yeah, it was my daughter's third birthday at the weekend. There we go. See the big three. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, there it is. Hello, little friend of legend. Mrs. Ted, uh, can, you, can you transfer me 85 quid? What for, love? Balloons. Eh? Does she have a nice oh, have a good one, Dicko? Yeah. Have a good so, one. you know what I did? I transferred it her. <laughs> <laughs> She's three years old and she's asking you to transfer her 85 quid, mate. Hey, John, I've got something for you anyway, mate. Oh, yeah, I've dread to think. I've got, a shirt, shirt. I've got a shirt, and you yeah, know you what? You'll appreciate, you'll really appreciate this one. Just, just go, go, on. go anywhere, guys. 
Should we just should we just all hang up now? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I've not tried it on, so I'm not sure if it fits still. It'll be snug. It'll be snug. Oh, it's baggy. This, this is my favourite part of the show every week. There's no way. You see all that says? That's the promotion show, isn't it? Oh, nope. history it's the history nine, makers. Nine, it's the nine, nine in a row. Nine, nine wins with nine clean sheets. Look at that. You see I it? Think has got one somewhere. It's fits though. You see it? Are they yeah. all the games? Boston, Peterborough. They whip it round. What could be down? Yeah. <laughs> Not bad for a fat dad. Oh, I don't know how to blur things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's lovely, that mate. Bell to that, isn't it? Yeah, could do with an iron, but other than that, yeah. I, I ended with a brick this morning. <laughs> what, what, that, what, 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 what a team! What a team that was. When you look down that list, what memories are the first ones that spring to mind? That one there, Wrexham. Oh, when I scored it, I was a mile offside. <laughs> I scored right at the end with a mile offside. Ten points from us. Bring me back to just the players like um, Anthony Eldon. What yeah. a player he was for County. Yeah. You know, if I feel like if he would have been there longer, he could have. He could have been. You know, I think he'd gone down in, in, in the legends book. To be honest, I feel like he was just. He was that poacher that we never had. You know, you see the Adam Lafondras. Yeah. Won't do anything all game, but he'll score every game. Guarantee he'll score, and that's what Anthony Eldon was like. Bit of a weird human, but what he used to do. He so he was he, mentally, he was always about like, well, what did I do last game? What did I wear? What did I do? He used to wear, right? Do you know when you, you know when you get the um Nike vapors? Like the Nike, the Nike, the, 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 the really, really, really lightweight boots. But yeah. they get the insole out and then rip the insole that was still in the boot out so he was lighter because he thought he'd run faster he was running basically on the studs life's the game of inches shin, shin pads he used to cut up a little bit of a Kellogg's cornflake box and then and fold it in half and he used to use them as shin pads because it'd make him lighter and he'd be quicker honestly mate this is the, these are the things that went through his head but it worked yeah. he scored goals what yeah. was the story what was the story and you know me I would never tell Tell tales when we were at our post show once over the summer when we were doing the quizzes, and there was a few ex players on. What was the story about when he when he left? No one believed he was going or something. I feel like he'd with with Elds. It was like he had that mentality. Well, I'm in it for myself. This is what I'm I'm, I'm doing. This because it's not a long career. I want to make as much money as I can for my family, and that was his mentality. He was like, well, I need to score. I want to move. And he kind of forced a move. Jim didn't want him to go, I don't think. And he was a bit... I feel like he, he was quite pally with um, one of the directors. So he kind of went behind Jim's back quite a few times. And he's like trying to push a move. You know what I mean? And I feel like he, he used to meet up for coffees with, with one of the directors. And I think Jim Jim didn't like that. And Which you shouldn't. You know, your manager, you go through your manager. That's your, that's your relationship. I feel like when you're going round the manager, that's when it's... You know, you can't... The, the trust goes and the... And the and the connection goes, and I feel like he did that quite a bit. Um, but in his head, he wanted the best for his for him and his family. And if I can get a move and go higher, he went to Leeds. It didn't work was, out for him. It was Leeds, didn't 
I can't remember who it was. Someone was saying he, he went to training and he told everyone I'm moving to Leeds and nobody yeah. believed Yeah, Yeah, I think he came in and said that and I was like, yeah, good one, mate. Yeah, good one, mate. We've got dagger him on Saturday. See you there. <laughs> um, and no, he, he, he went. He literally come out of nowhere, come in training. He was like, the next day, he's like, yeah, sign for Leeds. I think people knew what he knew what people were saying about him though because he used to do interviews with me after the game and he'd say there's no I in team he'd say in every single interview there's no I in team it's not all about me this it's about the team and I thought no actually the complete the reason you're saying that is because the absolute opposite well well you know what right obviously it was at Leeds um because I used to play such a feel of him sometimes because he lived here in Worsley but obviously he went to Leeds and then he was living in. He was went to Rochdale at one point. He was living in. Was it where was it? Was it Boston from Boston way? Yeah. He was living in Boston and traveling to Rochdale to train every day. And and I remember Hilly was saying, you know, I told him he can't do it. He's, he's, he can't drive for two and a half hours every morning, train and drive two and a half hours home. And I, and I remember being at Barnes because I was still in contact with him at the time, and I was. Um, I was uh, at Barnsley. I had a house. I had a house in Barnsley. I was renting. I just said to him, "Mate, you've got the upstairs. Like, I had like a three floors. You could stay upstairs. You and your missus, if you want a couple of nights a week, just stay up there. You can't travel all that way." So I, I was out on loan anyway. I said, "The house is yours, mate. You know, you can't travel three hours, six hour round trip every day to train." I said, "You know, you just use it, mate." And he was like, "No, no, I'm all right. I'm all right." And I remember, I went to Leeds on loan after he'd been there. And the lads like uh, Delph and uh, Becchio were like, fuck, you know, a bit of a weirdo, ain't money. <laughs> he said, that's the first player that's, which is fair, fair play to him, this is. That's the first player that's come to a big club and just drove in every day in his normal Citroen Saxo. <laughs> cornflakes in his socks for shin pads. Cornflakes, cornflakes in his Saxo. Well, that, that was his mentality. I, I want to make as much money as I can for my family, and that's all I care about. And I want to. If I can go around someone and, and make my own move, I will do that myself. So well, that, that selfishness translated onto the pitch because it was yeah. all about him scoring goals. And that's yeah. what they're the lads who win your titles, aren't they? I mean, I mean, exactly what you say there. I mean, I've had games or chats with him and stuff, and it's like, oh, fucking hell, you know, I should have scored. He should have squared it to me. I should have scored. And, you know, that's like you said, that's the mentality. I want to score. I want to do well for myself. Whereas, I mean, when I was at County, I feel like I should have shot. I should have been more selfish. The situations. I feel like I'm a team player. The, the, the group of lads we had after he left, you, you, the togetherness was just ridiculous. You know, you had you had players with so much ability. Adam Proudlock couldn't get a game. He, he, and he, and you'll you'll see some of the games where we've 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 scored, and he's ruining over a playoff semi final. And he's running on the pitch with jumping on me, jumping on Gareth Gazowin because he's, he's, he's buzzing for the team. He obviously wants to be on the pitch, but he's a team player. Yeah. And I feel like that, we had that togetherness. And that's why I feel like that's why we got promoted. I'll tell you what, though, that run that's on that t shirt, and I, I remember saying this to Wayne Hennessy and he agreed with me the goal didn't half lead a charmed life, didn't it? In some of them games, those balls. Oh, the, the, the fans were going, I can't, Jim, especially Jim was like, I can't take any more of this. It's like, he said, like, I've never been. Three nil up, and had my heart in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was mad, it? but it was it was pinging off, you know. And to be fair, we had you know there was Rob, Ash, Williams, Gaz, uh, Rosie. I think it was a good, you know, as a solid back four. But yeah, yeah, yeah that goal had the charm. Oh, I wish I was involved. I really oh, do. Mate. Did you play with Belgium? Say again. 
Did you play with Elds? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but not that, not that period. I went at Scott. I was at Preston then. But I did. Yeah, second time round when we went, uh, we went down. Yeah. Was he like that the second time? <laughs> we, we had, I had, I had bigger issues than that when we played. I wasn't really paying attention to be honest. We were on the, on the verge of going down. Uh, not long recovered from a broken leg. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to come back, back to what I was. So I, I didn't even notice, to be honest. Not saying he wasn't, not saying he was. I just didn't, you know, I was trying to get back to an even keel, I think. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, one thing I've got to ask is, you've said it now, and uh, I'm starting to think about your goals at County. The, the one Liam Dickinson goal that I will always remember, it's not even the Wembley. It's the goal that took us to Wembley. Yeah. In, yeah. In the game. And I just remember that one where he seemed to go... Uh, this is not uh, a slant at you. I'm not saying you were carrying the bridge. It seemed like you were running in slow motion because we were sitting there in the Cheetland just thinking, just come on, come on. And it's when you think of that goal and then the goals on there on that shirt, how do they stack up with you in your in, in your mind? Uh, well, do you know what? To be honest, these goals on my shirt, I think I only scored in two of the games. Um, I think I scored in the last one, Swindon, and I scored in the Wrexham game. Um but it's just all part of the the heritage, isn't it? Like, like I say, we record breakers. I was part of that team. I was on the bench. I'd come on for ten minutes, maybe, and you know, obviously, I want to be starting and scoring more goals. But I was part. I can say I was part of that. I helped. I helped achieve that goal. The 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 Wickham goal, mate. That was that was probably. You talk about the Wembley goal. You know, that was probably my favourite goal. But. The, the Wickham, the, the playoff semi-final goal was probably the best goal I've scored for County because I feel like I had that much time, obviously winning the ball on the halfway line, and I had Johnson next to me, who was quick. So he must have been looking like he was in slow motion as well, by the way. <laughs> no, so, I don't really. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like it, it just all happened so quick. You, you know, looking back at the game, it does look like I've got the ball for ages. And it's touch, tap, 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 tap towards the goal. In my head, it happened so quick. I'm just, I thought, right. In my head, I'm thinking, right. Don't let, him, don't let him tackle me. Don't let him tackle me. I'm getting close, <laughs> to, close to the goal. I'm thinking, right. What am I going to do here now? And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to wait till he goes down and knock it past him. And it works. He usually would have tripped up and fell over, but. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, I say, it's, it's that's you know that's in the memory books. So that's in the in the you know that's that, that's never going to go away. And I feel like that was probably the best goal I scored for County. It's special, special that. It was so special. Yeah, me too, Chris. It was so special. I was on trial at the time. I think I might have even just signed, mate. And it was just yeah, you just signed. You, you don't. You signed by then. Oh, this yeah. world. I mean, it just it sort of told me that yeah, this is why clubs are sniffing around you from higher levels, just because you can sort of do that and and you you know you you made it look easy. And I think I remember thinking to myself as, a, as an eighteen-year-old lad, you know, this is. This is it, like this is it. Now you know we've, we've arrived. We're going to Wembley. We're going to Wembley in that style as well. It's yeah. special, mate. Really special. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm watching the videos back every now and then and stuff, and I watched the um, the, the playoff semi final, and obviously Rochdale had just gone through, hadn't they? Um, earlier on, and Keith Hill was on Sky Sports, um, you know, and he was saying, you know, talking about me and complimenting me, and you know, looking back as a as a manager. Who's just gone, gone? Obviously, got to Wembley, and he's looking at either playing Wickham or or Rochdale or, or Stockport County, and he, he, the praise he was giving me, you know, it was it was it took me back a little bit, and I was like, you know what? 
you know, that's, it's nice, it's really nice to hear. And, you know, he's, he's saying how much he plays that role of two strikers. You know, it'll be it'll be the game winner, this, that, and the other. And to, 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 to put it all together, it was just, it was a special day. And I feel like, obviously, Wembley's, Wembley will always be my favourite, um, my, my number one goal. But I feel like that was the, the best goal I scored. And probably probably the most important goal as well. Yeah. I did like the one you got against Swindon in the nine in a row. What was that? Oh, is it the the one with the ball over the top? Was it where I've, I've yeah. pulled it back and whipped? Yes. Yeah. Give the uh, I give the keeper the eyes, didn't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think for me it was it was the reaction of the fans as well. So that's you say, you got memories, mate. Just like I didn't amazing. know that glass I moved. What? I didn't know that glass I moved. So it's the Budweiser. <laughs> But I just there was just so many good memories about that that season. You know, that was the best season of football I've ever had in my life. And not personally not, not just personally myself, but just the spirit of them. Never never been a team with that much spirit and that much togetherness. And for a, such a young a young age age group, I think I think Gaz Owen was the oldest player at twenty four or something like that. And to 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 have knockbacks throughout a season like which you always do. To go one 0 down in the first leg of the playoff semis, it just showed the togetherness of the team to 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 get past that, and obviously a worldie from Gleason. <laughs> but, but, um, but you look at that, you look at it all together, and you can pick bits and bobs. Gleason's wonder strike, my goal in the semis, the the you know world class saves that Conrad Logan yeah. and Ruddy made. You know we're a team. Last ditch tackles, Ashley Williams, Gazowin, Rainsy. You know, we, we we all we needed that because if one one part of that link's missing, the the, the, the cog doesn't turn. So it's it, it needed that, and it was like it it, it was meant to happen. Even going one 0 down the playoff final, we knew it was gonna win. It's just it's just it's just it's special when you when you it's, it's only when you sit back and talk about it, and think about it, it's like you, you realise just how special it was. I remember that that goal. Um, so I couldn't I didn't go to uh, Wickham away. I was in uni at the time, just couldn't get down there. And um, so on the day, I train, I had football training for my, my uni team. <clears throat> so I was there in the day, and I stopped at the pub at the end of my road to watch it. But I was a broke, b it was the middle of the day, and everyone was off doing the doing the other things. So uh, I was in this pub that was empty. It was just literally just me in there and two staff, and there's me with a glass of water watching this uh, game in my footy kit. And when that goal went in. I just lost control and I just, my overriding memory, other than the unbelievable goal, was the two bar staff absolutely dropping the brown ones when they both turn around as quickly as they can. That's why I love you, Chris. That's exactly why. <laughs> it, was, it was a special goal. And, you know, you know, you'll ask Gleason what's the best goal you've ever scored in your career. And it, it, it's got to be that one. Uh, the importance of the goal, the technique, everything. Stand up at any level. Everything, you know, you, you, you could hit that. 50 times and probably score 49 of them because he was an absolute technician. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, I, just even talking about now, look, looking back at the players we had, young players, Gleason, Don Blizzard, J-Bo, you had J-Bo who just used to break people's shins in training, um, the honey monster. Um, you had Bully, Bully, Bully that season made, made a name for himself and become... A county legend throughout the years, but that that season he made it. He, he broke into that first team and he cemented his place in that first team. And there was good players around him. There was good players, 
that he kept out of the team, likes of Don Blizzard and uh, you know Pilks. Pilks didn't start the, the, the playoff semis, did he? You know, you know, players couldn't get in, and he was only what eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? Was he even eighteen? I mean, I was, I was twenty-two. He must have been about eighteen. Just, he, you know, to, to go to Wembley as an eighteen-year-old lad and put a good performance in, put a shift in. No, Pilk's got it. Not, not, from, the, not from the county website. Oh right, yeah. Well, that's that's what counts. Uh, <laughs> but but for, for for a player to to step up his first proper season and play at Wembley and play very well at Wembley get man of the match and that just that just boosted him for the, for the rest of his his, his county career he's, 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 he will be a legend forever at the club uh, you know, in one of the hardest positions as well you know dominating well, the middle, middle of the park at 18 with, with, against some very good players exactly. you know Gary Jones Gary Jones he was a, he was a very good player and he, you know he Marking him, playing against him. It didn't do much in the game, guys. And and that's that's um you know, because of because of bully. So I feel like you know, you know, you've not even got it's not just about the big names who it's about the the, the, the whole team. And I feel, I just felt like it just it just all gelled together. It was just meant to be. It was just a, it was just a very special season. You got you got onto the pitch there, didn't you, John? What was it what was it you were doing? Just remind me when you were Oh, yeah, they rang us in the week and they said, "Can you? we're going to have a competition between the two sets of fans to see who's the loudest. So I went, right, OK. So um, they said, do you have like a club song? So I said, yeah, yeah. And they said, can you send the music down? I said, oh, you won't need any music. And they went, no, no, just the music so we can play it. And I said, no, you won't need the music. So Rochdale had a song. I forget what it was, but it was basically Oasis. It's like a Man City song. It's just they played an Oasis track and... And they sang over it and uh i think i just sang the first line of the scarf into a microphone and they just the noise just <laughs> absolutely took over well and they, they had a decibel thing they had a decibel counter on the side of the pitch to measure the uh the volume and county won it by a country mile they would do so much it, louder it was, it was crazy how it, the time of it say again it was crazy how it looked empty yeah. but it was so loud yeah yeah county fans it was it did honestly it looks when you walk out there obviously i'd never been before you walk on the pitch, and I remember the first time I got butterflies. Really, we'd we'd obviously stayed overnight in a hotel the night before the game, suited and booted. We're on the coach, and as you drive into the into the stadium, you drive past the like you know the corner of the pitch. It's it's, it's kind of open a little bit, and you can see the pitch for the first time. I was like, Jesus Christ, we're at Wembley. That's kind of, that's 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 when it sunk in for me. I'm at Wembley. We got Dixie in there. Dixie said the same thing, didn't he, over the summer? Gary Dicker, he said, he said it was when they were going going down, and he saw the arch. Yeah, yeah. And it was like all of a sudden, oh wow, oh my god! Yeah, and you walk through dressing rooms, and you know we've gone from from Stockport County's changing room, and not even the new one now. Like we we were in our home dressing room was the away to, away dressing room. If if I'm if I'm not wrong, they changed over again now, and, and it was down, like down and we had. Yeah, down at the bottom we were. That was a whole dressing yeah, room, yeah. and at the back of it, you had washing machines where Lando used to do what, laundry and stuff. So it was like half the size, and then obviously you had Wardy's skinny undies all, every, everywhere. <laughs> so, so to go from that to Wembley's dressing room, where you've got like your own seating area, your coat hanger with your shirt on, your everything, your little cupboards and stuff, it was huge. And I just remember 
I remember walking out on the pitch and you, I just walked out and I was like, wow, <laughs> it was huge. And then obviously the fans were coming in bit by bit. We got on the pitch and I was like, it looks empty in here, but it was so loud. It was just, like I say, just, just talking about it, mate. After that win, straight back in the change rooms, got Sol- we got Soldier Boy on the on the, uh, on the stereo. You did. You and we did. just went crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, I think when you talk about the volume and the noise, you warmed up it right in front of the county fans, didn't you? And yeah. I think yeah. if you had any nerves, I think that kind of helped because I, yeah, I looked at all your faces and you, you, you started to generate these massive smiles just during the warm-up because you could feel the love and... Um, it was amazing. It was a great experience yeah. that day. This is why I couldn't have had a glass of wine on the show. I'd be crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not crying. You are. Just in the eye. <laughs> but uh, no, it was something special. Listen, lads, we've we've done it again. Where we've nearly run on for an hour. And do you know what? I, we do get comments every week saying, "I could listen to that for another twenty minutes. I could listen to it for another hour." So. You know, we, we, we'll do it again and we'll, we'll do it again and again. And, John, it's it's always a treat having you on it. <laughs> I think we should make this a bit more of a bring you in once yeah, a month. Definitely. Something. It's Easter soon, isn't it? So you can dress, you can wrap that head up. We'll be cooking on gas, put a bow around it. <laughs> Easter bunny. He's <laughs> <laughs> always missing me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I've missed you. <laughs> John, it's, John, for what it's worth, if it's any consolation, he won't show us what's under that hat. So he, he could be... Well, that's not bad. Not bad, right. Not bad, not bad lockdown hair. It's not bad lockdown hair, that. It's all right. I've got many cuts left in it, like, but... <laughs> Mine's getting long. You're, Matty, you're looking really sharp. You do your yeah, own. He always does, mate. You make your make Disgusted myself. I need a trim up. No, no, I need a trim up. I look at him and I just feel disgusted in myself. Yeah, I've got a few greys creeping in. I've got the same, mate. I've got the same. Nothing sharp going on here. You got any greys, John? Ever what? You got any grey hairs? I can't tell you where they are. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. <laughs> yeah, not so, uh, we'll have to get the, we'll have to get the gaffer on here soon and get some uh, some Brighton chat. Yeah. Tell him all the best places to go and stuff, and, and all the best nightclubs. Can you confirm you never saw him on any nights out when you were down there, Deco? I don't think so. I knew I was that drunk. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, listen, lads, let's wrap it up. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Well, Same time. Nice to see you, John. All the best. See you soon. See you guys. Take care.